Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river tonight in Texas. All right, howdy, y'all. Welcome to Texas, episode two. I started yawning as soon as you pressed record. It's almost like I did it on purpose. Welcome back to Texas, the show about some things Texas and some things not. Before we get to anything at all, as always, a shout out to our not sponsors. Today, our not sponsors are East Austin Fitness Club, the official not sponsor of all things sweat, blood, and tears. I definitely did at least two of those things. That is true. You're going to yoga over there later today, correct? I will definitely be going to yoga at our not sponsor here in about two hours. So we're going to see. Awesome. If their yoga makes me cry as much as the hit workout did. I okay. I don't know if this is an actual rule there. Just a quick side note. But so I went today for my free workout. They do a week of free workouts. Anybody wants to go check that out. It is a really cool, really cool gym location. Cool gym. But the guy said, he pointed me to the cubbies and said, all you need is your water bottle, really. Do they not allow you to have your phone or a towel with you when you're working out? Is that a weird No, I, I, I think he was just kind of overall implying that like everything else you need is out there, so you don't oh, have to worry about okay. it. Oh, okay. For a second, uh, I thought, wow, I like this no, place. No, I, I, thought, I thought that was weird, too. I was like, but then I, you know, honestly, though, maybe not. Like, I, I didn't see anybody with their phones. Um, that would be an excellent rule. There was a guy walking around taking pictures, but I, if that is their version of like, all right, don't worry about it. We got you. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. So East Austin, East Austin athletic club, one of our not sponsors for today, Seth, who else do we need to shout out today? Today's other not sponsor is bird bird biscuit. All the burps coming from Bird Bird Biscuit today. All the burps today. coming from Bird Bird. After our workout, we went and grabbed our post-workout meal at Bird Bird Biscuit, which is basically just like Chick-fil-A's uh, honey butter biscuit on crack. On so much crack, and it is so good. It's it, the best. It's if you took Chick-fil-A's sort of corporate goodness and said, here's a really buttery, flaky... Just down home well, version man, of I, it. I don't want to throw shade, but man, that whatever part of the chicken they were using was massive. I I swear I was eating on that thing for like ten minutes, and you know I I, I didn't even dent it. Like I I was eating it for a good amount of time, and I felt like it just kept multiplying. And then I just love that it's one of the only places I've ever been where another biscuit can be your side because you get the the bird bird biscuit. And then they say, do you want another biscuit? Just as a side. And of course I do. So yeah. we had. What do you say? No. Yeah. I'm just going to get not another biscuit. What is this kindergarten? So that is correct on, I think it's MLK and some other street name right by Dane's Body Shop here in Austin. Bird Bird Biscuit. One of our other not sponsors for today. And today is Tuesday, May 25th. On this date in Texas history, 1690. Oh, what happened in 1690? The first of the East Texas mission, San Francisco de, lo, de los Tejas, was founded. So, San Francisco. San Francisco. 
Which of course means whale's penis. Because <laughs> San Diego is, is whale's vagina. Awesome. And then in 1896, the Texas Division of the United Daughters of the Confederacy met for the first time. The United Daughters of the Confederacy? Yes. Oh. I have a lot of questions about that. I have. I, was this a voluntary meeting or were they forced? That's my first question. I feel like it was. I don't know which direction to go with this. I don't either because it's the United Daughters of the Confederacy. I really hope this organization doesn't exist anymore. I can Google it. Can you Google that really oh, quick? We need a producer already. Already yes. we need a producer. What is it? United Daughters of the Confederacy? The United Daughters of the Confederacy. They met for the first time in 1896. All right, we're Googling this right now. You are witnessing a live Google. Let's see. They have a website. Uh, okay. Welcome to the United Daughters of the Confederacy general website. Um, I'm doing just some quick reading statement from the President General. Uh, the United Daughters of the Confederacy appreciates feelings of citizens across country being expressed concerning Confederate memorial statues and monuments that were erected by our members in past decades. Interesting. It seems like they are preserving some history. I have a feeling that's not why they met the first time. I have a feeling that's not why they met the first time. Okay. Um, let's just act like they don't exist anymore. Y- yeah. Let's yeah. let's pretend. Okay, we're going to pretend that. In Unless two- you want to get really controversial really fast. It's episode two. Episode ten, maybe? Episode ten, we okay. might loop back to this and say, by the way, here's the domain. I'll tell you what. I will do a follow-up. In our third episode. Okay. That sounds great. What exactly is happening? Yes. All right. And then in 2006, in Houston, former Enron Corp chiefs Kenneth Lay and Jeffrey Skilling were convicted of conspiracy and fraud for the downfall of Enron. Woo! Also, may I say, gig them. I think half of Enron was made up of Texas A&M Aggies. Let's go. I still to this day don't know who was involved and who wasn't. I also, think do people them. our age know about Enron or are a lot way too young to really remember what happened? <sighs> I mean, so much has happened since then. I That's I don't know. true. I think it's a hit or miss thing. Okay. Well, there's a really good documentary on Amazon called The Smartest in the Room. Mm. And it's about the rise and fall of Enron and just... You know when you hear about controversies in the past and think, how did nobody know that that was happening? Sure. But Bernie Madoff, for example, Bernie Madoff, that's just a, great a huge pyramid scheme. All these millionaires right. getting celebrities, celebrities just getting swindled by some old dude, which or Firefest, Firefest, Billy Fire McFarlane. Firefest is a great one. Yeah, you watch the documentary and you think, how did no one just see right through this? Enron is another one of those where you watch the story or read about it and you and think, you're just like, how did nobody? Did they just get rid of the people that asked questions? Because there had to be a few that just said, hey, wait, what? What if we didn't do this? Because it seems illegal. Hey, um, question. Yeah, Paul in the back. Is this what's I don't shut up, nerd. That's probably what they That's said. That's probably nerd. Where you eyes up? Look at the nerd. Coles, nerd. That's probably how they made it There's happen. a reason we live bill in compliance outside of these <laughs> meetings. We don't need you bringing in your bullcrap, Paul. Exactly. So that was a really good day in a lot of ways in Texas history. They deserved that legal justice. And then in 2011, this is a fun one because we're back around to the NBA playoffs, what, what? of which I know nothing about. Hey, man. I know what's happening, though. Basketball, right? On this day in 2011, in Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Oklahoma Thunder 
102-96 to in Game 5 of the NBA Western Conference Finals. The one allowed the Mavericks to win the Series 4-1, gentlemen sweep, and to advance to the NBA Finals for only the second time in history. Oh, this might have been the year that they beat the Heat when it was the first year that the Heat had Chris Bosh, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade, and LeBron Johnson. LeBron Johnson? <laughs> is, that, is that the love child of Dwayne The Rock Johnson and LeBron James? LeBron James. I feel like we have to make that happen, though. Like, how much? How do we get those two gentlemen together? Do you have to have a surrogate for that? I don't know. Is it a simple? I mean, as mixing? can we just mix? Can we just shake it up? <laughs> shake and not stir. Get a turkey baster out. Let's, I let's de- make it happen. I definitely know who LeBron James is, but I said LeBron Johnson. But yeah, so all the Mavs fans that listen okay. to our show, that is your shout out for the day. Shout out to the Mavs. All right. That's now, uh, who's the rich guy who owns the Mavs? Uh, Mark Cuban. Right, Mark Cuban. He's the one on Shark Tank, right? Yes. Nice. Yes. Have okay. you ever watched his? You know how Vogue does those what ex celebrity does in a day videos? Have you watched any of those? I don't think so. They're, they're pretty kind, good. They're pretty interesting. Mark Cuban's is one of those where you know it. It's a really cool video series, sure. but it starts and let's say, you know, I wake up at X time and okay. then they walk through their day and they get to right. 10, 11 and they go to bed and they say what they do throughout the day. Mark Cuban's is one where they didn't need to make a video. He could have just said, I wake up and I'm really rich all day, all day. And then I go to bed and richer I'm richer than I woke up, richer than I was when I got up that day. And, that's and I my maybe day. went to the basketball game for the team I own. Right, maybe. Yeah. Depending on if my private chat was fueled up. Exactly. So By the time I decided I wanted to go. I just, I because I do, I enjoy those, I think Complex does those sneaker videos where sure. celebrities. I'm really, sneakers. Is, hey, nerdy, nerdy time, I'm really into the Architectural Digest. Uh, I don't even check. know what that is. It's basic. Do you remember the MTV um, Cribs? Yes. So it's basically Cribs, but Architectural Digest. So it's like really nice houses. Uh, one of my favorites is actually Jensen Ackles, who lives lived in Austin. I think they've moved now, but he had Did a they really. Move? I think I'm not entirely sure. I know that he's shooting season three, of The Boys, at the moment in Australia, or maybe New Zealand. I'd have to check. Probably New Zealand. Uh, so we'll, I'm not entirely sure, but Architectural Digest had a bit on their house, and they have this really excellent, like, sunroom area that they built out to look like this kind of, like, French Louisiana, you know, patio with black and white tile, and it's you know, just gorgeous, like a greenhouse. Um, so, Cribs. Nerd. <laughs> Get out of here, nerd. Get out, nerd. 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 But uh, well, I what just are you trying to wear t-shirts. Walmart. Nerd. I'm just trying nerd. to. I know. I. <laughs> I think I saw one of those maybe for Nia Houston, sure. his big house out in LA. Yeah. There's some. There's some really cool ones. It, it's so weird how we do find things like that fascinating. You know what? What is Mark mm-hmm. Cuban doing today? What's Mark Cuban doing today? That shouldn't affect right any part of my day. If but I were Mark Cuban and I was doing that video series for the day, one thing I would make sure to do is schedule out some time. Maybe just drink a lot of coffee and be like, all right, check it out. Go to the bathroom, take a poop, and come out and be like, this is how much money I made pooping. That would actually be... He could have done that, and it would have been more interesting. Right? That would have been fantastic. Exactly. Oh, anyway. Because, I mean, his held up against... Michael B. Jordan did one, and his was pretty regimented. I get up, I I work out, I do this, I do that. Right. Again, Mark's was, was I I wake up, up, 
I'm I really have rich. five phones. I pay attention to my daughter for a second. Hi, daughter. And I'm tired. From That's between the glass, right? The day. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> throws her some food. So uh, that shout out to the Dallas Mavericks. Shout out to the Mavericks. Right shout out to Cuban. I Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah. Sports. Sports. Not a sports podcast. Sports, sports, sports. Is it not? <laughs> not yet. I've got like an hour of sports material. Move that Do to I, the next episode. D- because sure. you're gonna want to hear about today's okay. Small Town of the Week. Small Town of the Week. Alright, Small Town of the Week. Small Town of the Week, let's go. Can you even guess the name of this one? Okay. I'm assuming we're saving the like really cool small towns, you know, like Luke and Bach and Green for like later episodes. So this one is called Fartfit Nugan. Am I close? Close. Cut and shoot Texas. Cut and shoot Texas. Cut and shoot. Is it three separate? It is, is it three one? separate words, which okay. is a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I've only seen a few times because there's truth or consequences, New Mexico. Right. That name doesn't make sense. No. Because that's a, it's either this or this. This is, it's both. It's right. cut and shoot. Cut and shoot. Texas. Okay. It's in Montgomery County, Texas, United States, about cool. six miles east of Conroe and 40 miles north of Houston. Until right. 2006, Cut and Shoot was considered and called a town. Then the town council elected for it to be considered and referred to as a city with a population of just north of 1,000 with 1,070 at the 2010 census. Ooh. Really quickly, is that, a, is that how it works? You can just vote? As a town to be a city? You're the one with the Wikipedia article. I Hey, this isn't Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Too many fact checkers out there to use Well, that. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I actually did not know there was a distinction between a town and a city. I thought there was, so apparently I thought you just it was take more, a vote? I thought it was more just you decided on an eyeball test. Right. It's like, hey, does it look like there's at least one Walmart? D- does it look like there's a big building or right. is it mostly a small building? Is the biggest building the courthouse? If so, probably a town. And, and I definitely have learned, you know, being from Andrews, sure. Texas, which will be a small town of the week at some point. At some point. That's a small town. It's a small town for sure. And then I go to Amarillo where mm-hmm. some people still say, Town. That's a town, even though a smaller it's town. Obviously, a city. And I think this is very obvious. Over a hundred thousand people, right? Yeah. At that point, you're a city, aren't you? I I would assume so, but apparently, according to you this, can just vote. you can just say, "Hey guys, which one?" Right. And then you get to pick. Okay, fair enough. So, if I, you're a small town listening you right know now, what? it's 2021. Towns and cities can be whatever they want. <laughs> it's a gender. It's a gender neutral thing. It's, it's a. It's a town new. It's a. Their town. It's fluid. A, they're geographically fluid. <laughs> 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 there you go. There you go. Simple as that. All right. According to one local legend, Cut and Shoot was named after a 1912 community confrontation that almost led to violence. According to different versions of the story, the dispute was over the design of a new steeple for the town's only church, the issue of who should be allowed to preach there, and the conflicting land claims among church members. Okay. Whatever the circumstances were, a small boy at the scene reportedly said he was scared and declared, I'm going to cut around the corner and shoot through the bushes in a minute. This statement apparently stayed in the resident's mind and was eventually adopted as the town's name. Cut and shoot has frequently been noted on list of unusual place names. <laughs> it's 
Cut and Shoot is named the same way that you end up with like Buster Rhymes as your school song. Like somebody <laughs> wrote it in on the ballot and everybody as a joke was like, yeah, sure, that. Yes, exactly. I also still, again, sometimes you read or hear about stories and you think mm-hmm. that's really old. Right. 1912 seems a little later for there to be a whole, where do we put the church there or there? Let's shoot each other about it. Right. But in Cut and Shoot, Texas. In Cut and Shoot, Texas, that was the news of the year. It was still happening. So. All right. There you go. Cut and Shoot, Texas. If you're ever in Conroe, you're six miles away. Shout out to Waffle House in Conroe. That was one of my favorite places to go in college. And if you're in Houston, 40 miles east, take a little day trip. Go see the church. Now, speaking of Waffle House, remind me, there's a thing with Waffle House and uh, disaster response, right? They have like a, like the disaster response teams have a metric that involves Waffle House. I do know what you're talking about. I've heard it talked about before. I don't know what it's called or how it's used, but it is something, I think it's an economic thing where if there's a disaster in a certain area and... It's basically a measure of how many Waffle Houses go out of business gives you a rough idea of how the economy is doing Mm -hmm. post-disaster. So I'm just going to add that to my things that we're talking about next week. Okay, so now we're going to have a segment in episodes called Shit That We Couldn't Answer answer. in the previous episode. Probably got to bleep out those shits. Trying to keep this family friendly, right? (laughs) Yes, I said said the F word. Well... Let's back up. Lance said the F Lance word. Lance said the F word. And the people who were yelling at him. Which is a good, that's a good segue into this week's Lance Spotting of the Week. Lance Spotting of the Week? So like you know, we uh, we did our little workout and you actually went and picked up food by yourself. Yes. And as I was driving home, I, I drive by that juice land. Did you uh, see him? Well, I thought I'm, I might as well like get myself a little juice, a little, get, you know, get, get healthy, uh, seeing as how we're going to eat fried chicken. So I walk in, and who's standing right in front of me in those tight little bike shorts? Lance. Lance. It was Lance. It was Lance. So Lance is standing there. He's about to order his juice and just, you know, all casual-like. It's He didn't actually ride his bike. I didn't see a bike. I think he was, I think he just wears bike shorts. He just walks he just around in like, bike shorts. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're Lance Armstrong, you get to do that. Just anytime he sits. It was. I feel like I should clarify like why I didn't think he was on a bike. He was wearing bike shorts, but he was also wearing just like regular tennis shoes and like a button-up shirt, like an Oxford cloth button-up. So I, I highly doubt he was. But you know what? Who's to say? Who's to say? Just because I didn't see the bike doesn't mean it wasn't there. And it is Lance. So he, it is could, Lance. he could get to Juice Land from anywhere in the city faster five than minutes. most of us can. Five minutes. In a car. Yeah. Five minutes from Round Rock to Juice Land. Exactly. Easily. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, what, what do I say? Do I say hi to Lance? And I, you know, you know how it is with Lance. You, you gotta, you gotta give him space. So I let him order, right? What do you think he orders? I feel like he's, he seems like a Wunderschausen guy. Or is it Juice Land, right? Juice Land. Biscuit burp. So he he does one of the uh, one of the, the Juice Land kind of like favorites. He orders a calibrator. Oh, no durian. <laughs> did they question that or did they? It's Lance. Ah, uh, at least that's what I thought. And then what happened? Well, you know Juice Land, right? They're not exactly up on all the trends. That's true. Didn't know who he was. 
Really? Really. Ah. So they're looking at him and they're like, sir, we don't like to substitute things because we're juice land and we're better than you. And he's like, puts his elbow on the counter, just kind of looks at the girl girl behind. He's like, you sure? She's like, yeah, of course. Like, I I don't, like, the whole point of a calibrator is to have the durian. And he just looks at her, takes off sunglasses. Are you sure? Because he's trying to say, like, hey. Do you know who I am? Do you see who's standing? Bike shorts, bike shorts, bald head, bald, bald head. You know, I got, I got one that matches it. Right down here, down here. One, the whole thing, the, the whole manscape. No, they're not sponsored. <laughs> and we, we sit. They have this little stalemate. They have a little lance off for about three minutes as she refuses to take the durian out of his smoothie. Really? Oh yeah. He has a he has a whole tantrum. He throws shit around the store. He takes out a protein bar and he says, I'm never coming to Juiceland again. I don't care how badly they treat their workers. I refuse to frequent an establishment that won't take out durian from a smoothie. Durian's garbage. <laughs> and he um, storms out. As he's storming out, he took off a shoe and threw it. He threw it. He threw it. And it hit the blender <laughs> at a perfect angle that it just shot juice all over the bathroom door to the side there. And, uh, wouldn't you know it? They were making a percolator. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> he anyway, that's landsliding of the, of Lan- the week. Landsliding of the week. He is. You know, it's crazy that we've seen him. That we've seen him two weeks in, in a, a row, row, and he's just throw. He didn't really throw a tantrum. No, when no. I saw him, but hey, he threw a bit of a tantrum. This sounds like classic. This Lance. is classic Lance. He yeah. was uh, he was up to his shenanigans, and I was I was just getting out of his way. I was Did, like, oh my god. I mean, I'm, so I'm sorry. surprised you stayed in the store because I, mean, I, I had to see what I. He didn't see me because I'm not worth seeing. If you're Lance, that's actually very. That's a really good point. He, he like, doesn't. I should clarify. He saw me, but like as he was walking, he looked at me and he scratched my head and he said, "Good boy," and just walked out. He just, you know, and he said, "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've heard stories. I remember one time his old teammate. I think his name was. Uh, it was Frankie Adieu, mm-hmm. the guy. His wife was really the right the bulldozer in the whole. Hey, he's doing the drugs, right? He, he told the story once of, you know, on on the Postal Service team, mm-hmm. any cycling team, you have nine guys. That's how many people you have. And every week they had to remind Lance of that because he thought there were only two of them. Even though they were all cycling together, he would always say, man, we got the best three guys <laughs> in the whole world of cycling. got the best three guys. And every week they would have to remind them, Lance, there's six there's, other guys. We yeah. know that you only see that two you of them. only see two of them, but there are there's a whole, a whole six other guys here. And as soon as they started doping, they started appearing in his eyesight. Right. They were worthy. So really the whole thing was, it wasn't that he didn't like them. It's just they, did, they didn't try hard enough. Exactly. They so, didn't want to win hard enough for so him to So if we can notice. take one thing from this week's Lance sighting, it's you should blood dope. Blood dope and keep the durian out and of... Keep the, if you're juice land. If you're juice land. Of course, that's the least of your problems. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our land side of the week. Land of the week. Who, other than Lance, is our Texas badass of the week. So I actually think you're really going to like this one, or at least I hope, I hope you do. Based on what we talked about last week with the first woman in the PGA Tour for 50 years. Yes, I got on this like women playing golf 
kick, and I had to look up some some cool people. And, and I need you can, to get uh, some background on that when you say women playing golf kick. Is your YouTube history just like women playing golf? Women playing golf right now. I plead the fifth. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 No big deal. Uh, just don't. If you're smart, just don't look at my internet search history. Okay. Just for all of us. Yeah. This woman's name is Mildred Ella Babe Didrikson. Didrikson. Yeah. Didrikson Zahara. So she was born Mildred Didrikson. And then she added five names. (laughs) Her nickname is Babe. Okay. And she married a man whose last name is Zaharis. Okay. Now, this girl was truly a badass. She was born in 1911 on June 26th. She died in September 27th of 1956. So she only died when she was 45. Pretty young. But she had just an amazingly accomplished life. She uh, is maybe best known for setting records in the Olympics. She set multiple records. Multiple. She set four world records, including two winning gold medals and one silver for track and field in the 1932 Los Angeles Olympics. Mildred did? Yeah. In the 80 meter hurdles, uh, she equaled the world record of 11.8. And in the final, she broke her record at 11.7. In the javelin, she also won gold with an Olympic record throw of 43.69 meters. In the high jump, she took silver with a world record tying leap of 1.657 meters. That's five and about a half feet. Uh, fellow American Gene Shirley also jumped that same amount. And then uh, they tied in a jump off when the bar was raised to 1.67. Shirley was eventually awarded the gold after Didrikson was ruled to have used an improper technique. What? Which, and this is back when they were jumping... They were jumping scissor style. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't jump and land on their back. They were having to jump. <laughs> well, they were landing on, like, dirt. Dirt, yeah. They yeah, would jump yeah. with one leg. Like, uh-huh. they would swing one leg over and swing it back over. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, and she's the only track and field athlete, male or female, to win individual Olympic medals in a running, throwing, and jumping event. Mildred! She was born in Houston. Okay. Uh, let me make sure I get that correct. No, sorry. She was born in Port A. Uh, that's, that's pretty Port close Arthur. to cut and shoot. Pretty close to cut and shoot. Uh, and then they moved to Beaumont. Uh, Big she, money, BNT. Shout out. She played sports her whole life. She uh, she played golf. That's kind of how I got into this. Okay. She she qualified for the PGA. Uh, so that was like her big claim to fame. She was the other woman. Was she the woman? She was the that woman that before. Before. Oh, mm-hmm. dang. yeah, exactly. Uh, and this was after she ran in the Olympics. Or after she ran in, this in was the Olympics. Concurrent, but yeah. Wow. So she was competing in the Olympics, playing golf. Uh, she was just one of the biggest badasses, you know. Nobody could keep up with her. Yeah. She, uh, you know, she couldn't really hold boyfriends because they were intimidated, at, you know. What with the times being what they were. That, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. Because I was going to ask, is there anything you've read... Did she get respect and admiration from she at did. least the country? Because the country, um, she again, she, unfortunately, yeah, it is what it is. As a female back then, it's hard. It was way harder, way harder, even than it is now to garner respect, admiration. So was she able to cross that threshold with mm-hmm. the amount of so incredible things she did? Interestingly enough, right, even in her time, there were plenty of people who admired her. Um, and this is something a little later, but uh, Charles McGrath of the New York Times wrote that except perhaps for Arnold Palmer, no golfer has ever been more beloved by the gallery. 
What? So she was, even in her time, really, you know, loved. She was apparently very spunky. Uh, she was very outgoing, was entertaining. She performed in vaudeville. She played ba- uh, She played baseball. She won a gang of uh, women's golf tournaments. Like, just really crushed life for That's 45 years. Awesome. Isn't it cool? Uh, and, yeah, just lived in Texas, like, her whole life. I The... The thing that you said a second ago, she was entertaining mm-hmm. and spunky. And that even, sounds very Texan. They're, very Texan. That's something very, Absolutely. very Texan. She decided that this is something I'm good at. This is what I'm going to do. And to hell with it if any of you guys really accept me for that. But it turns out that they ultimately did. And she was named the 10th greatest North American athlete of the 20th century by ESPN and the 9th greatest athlete of the 20th century by the Associated Press. Wow. Isn't that awesome? I I would love for anyone who actually is listening to this to let us know if you knew who this woman was before you heard this. Right. Because this is a moment where I feel dumb and I almost feel shame for not knowing who this woman was. Right. That's incredible. Oh, dude, it's it's amazing. And like I, her Wikipedia, you're entry, still scrolling. I'm, I'm still scrolling right, right now. I just kind of looked over it before we started talking. But man, this like she has so much dedicated to her. We could do a whole podcast just on this woman. I, I wonder if we can track down her family I members. Bet we could. Mildred Dietricius Zahan. <laughs> Mildred Ella Babe. Didrikson Zaharis. Mildred Dishison Zaharis. Exactly. Okay. Well done. We will find her. And uh, she, this she is went by Babe. Morbid. Yeah. Right. How did she die so young? Cancer. Oh, woof. Yeah. That's sad. It's a bummer, right? Dude, she lived a great life she before lived, that, yeah, though. She. I mean, few people can claim that type of fame. and Well, like, no one can claim no. gold medal in a throwing field and running event. So her husband was George Saharis, and he was one of the early, like, professional wrestlers. Greco or freestyle? Uh, freestyle, I think. But I, th- I think, like, also, like, entertainment, like WWE Oh, WWF kind of stuff. Uh, and or she, the she circus, started, and as she it was started performing vaudeville, like with him. <laughs> yeah, man. This she's now on my list of people that if I could have one drink with sure. somebody, oh, this girl, this. I mean, she would definitely Dude. drink me under the table. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. But yeah, wow. She's the type of person who shows up to a drinking contest with, like with a six pack that's already down to one. Yeah. Crushes and crushes that last one <laughs> on her head, on and the then way hits in. a hits a perfect right on a par four onto the green. Oh yeah, off the tee box, off of the crushed can. She's. I was looking at some of the golf stuff. She's. Uh, you know, Paul was telling us last week that the woman we were talking about didn't make the cut on the second day. She's the only woman to make the cut on the second day. Wow. Yeah. So she's like one. I think she might be the only woman who qualified for the PGA in an open tournament. I, I'm genuinely borderline speechless, oh, just yeah. in awe of who this person was. They later wouldn't let her join the PGA because, uh, or a specific tournament because, man, I need somebody to fact check us. But I, uh, <laughs> I read, I was reading that she either couldn't join the PGA or maybe some other just single tournament because it was only for guys. And I was like, yeah, that's probably, yep, that it's on brand for golf. <laughs> that's on brand. 
Wow. Anyway, so Mildred, Zaharis, Dietrich, Babe Didrikson Zaharis. Didrikson Zaharis. We salute you. You are. Even if we can't say your name right, she is a beacon of Texas badassery. Dude, that is that is what it means to be Texan. That that is what it means. She embodied it. She got it. She figured it out. Wow. Yeah. I um I'm just gonna f- go ahead and feel bad about my achievements for the rest of the day. And, you should, and she's maybe my whole life done way more than we will ever do. Did I don't even feel more. like that overview did her justice. I real I now I really just want to do a whole episode about her. About her, <laughs> I feel like we could if we wanted to. I, like deep dive. We'll deep do a dive. deep dive. You know what we should do? We'll have we'll find somebody we can have on who is like golf specific, and that we can do like a deeper dive. That's fair. And I'm not kidding. If we can find a family member. If we can find a family member, that would be Would really love cool. to talk to them. Because oh, dude. Even just on the phone and be like, hey, we just want to honor your, I guess, great-grandma great. at this point. Yeah. I would have to check, but that would be really cool, right? Yeah, it would be cool. And speaking of family, one of the better family films of all time mm-hmm. is coming out with its second edition this Friday. Oh, uh, okay. Hold on. Let me let me let me guess. Family films, second one. Parent Trap. Even better. Even better than Parent Trap. A Quiet that's Place a great movie. Two. Ooh. Comes out this Friday. Quiet Place Two. And I am quieter than before. So excited for this movie to come Alternate out. Alternate title. Shh. Shh. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's my impression of the movie. Would it would have just been like S H H with an extra H for with the an extra H one? for the second one? Gotcha. A Quiet Place Two. Now with more. Shh. Now with more silence and less John Krasinski. <laughs> A little bit less this time. <laughs> it's even if you watch the previews, you can yeah. already tell they're gonna do that thing where it flashes back and you'll have a glimpse yeah. of him and comes forward, which I'm actually really happy about because I I'm a stan. I'm gonna come out and say it for John Krasinski. For John Krasinski. Oh for yeah, for he's, John Krasinski, he I I love him. He's adorable, he's hilarious. I love I love him and Emily uh Blunt Blunt together. I I think they're awesome. I love the movie they made. I'll be honest, I'm trepidatious going into the second quiet place. Quiet okay. quiet place to the the shushening. The shush <laughs> What what makes you trepidatious going into it? Always trepidatious trepidatious about sequels, typically. But this one, I actually would have preferred focusing on a different family. I would have thought. I think it would be interesting to see that world with a different context. I, I so I kind of know how Emily Blunt and the family are going to deal with whatever they're dealing with. I I know how they act. I know the dynamic. Like. That's not really interesting to me. The most interesting thing that that family is going to do already happened. Which is die. Yeah, like overcome that moment. That was the most interesting thing that that family is going to do. Even if within the context of the movie they like solve the problem, we've already kind of solved the problem. Like we already figured out how to beat these things. What are you going to do? What are you going to show us that is that unique and that was what was so unique about Quiet Place when it came out, is not knowing what these things were, how to beat them, like dealing with this world that you weren't sure what was going on, why are they quiet, like, you know, and, and then even within the, the context of dealing with the death of a child and the birth of a child, like mourning and those things. 
such a cool concept, such a cool movie, excellent execution. So I'm curious whether or not they can pull off something that's up to par. So I had to backtrack really quick with a question and then we can go forward. Did you like the first one? Yes, I did. Okay. At the same level that stands like me did or just hard to say. Okay. Um, Because I really loved Quiet Place. I thought it was an excellent movie. I really I don't think I have any problems with it. Yeah, I, I just like having that yeah. context with the way you feel about the second one, which I understand. The other piece to this, though, that I think is important that has a little bit less to do with the movie, but I think has been interesting to watch mm-hmm. John Krasinski and the whole PR team really yeah. push as they're getting ready for the release, release this Friday is the only in theaters piece. They... Have they made are it very, very clear it, yeah. and very serious. The only place that you can watch this movie is in the theater. Is in the theater. There's a timing piece to that. There's, I just think there's a lot to that because I think it's the knee jerk is to think, oh, they're making a political statement, which is kind of bullshit to me. I mm-hmm. think it's more just no. The only place you can really enjoy this movie for the first time is in a movie theater. I agree with that. But at the same time, do you think that they are trying to drive people back to a theater? People who maybe would never go back again and really shatter through this feeling that maybe the majority of people feel that, no, I'll never go to a movie theater again. I don't think Quiet Place 2 is the movie to get people beyond. I don't want to go to a theater. I mean, I agree with that, but I think that's why it's been interesting to see them... Sure, make it that. Make it that. Yeah. Where, it, where it's probably just like, look, I I just wanted to be in a theater first, and we're at a point where if we want theaters to survive, there are... Like, Quiet Place 2 is not going to gross what it would if it released everywhere, including, you know, VOD. So I think part of it is that choice by studios to try and keep movie theaters afloat longer because movie theaters are in trouble. So do you, do you think that this will start the resurrection of that? Do you think it shows us? It'll be a good experiment for sure, because I, I predict that whatever theater we end up in is going to be full. Full by Texas standards (laughs) or full by maybe more. The nation. I at think large more standards. the nation at large standards. I, okay. I think I think whatever theater opens is going to have to do a seat between parties and you know those those types of things. Okay. Um, like I know that there were some theaters that would let you rent out the entire space. Uh, As just two people, you could do that for like whatever part, whatever size party you wanted, really, as long as it's one. Just anything viewing. to get people to come buy. Anything an to get people to buy. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. Doesn't what. It- I just love getting your take on this stuff mm-hmm. because you tend to always see it differently than just a peasant like I do. So if if they had to make a second one and they asked you, <coughs> Seth, we're making the second Quiet Place. Sure. We want it to be really good. What story do you tell? Because I, I agree with you that it's mm-hmm. going to be a little tough to make this story interesting again because they're following the same family, because mm-hmm. it's we know the dynamic, but I also think that's what makes it fun and me want to go watch it because I am thinking well how is the mom character going to take care of her baby and Mm -hmm. save her family without the man who saved it and really to help take care of them to start with I think Mm -hmm. that dynamic shift will be fun to watch right 
So how do you write the movie to make it a different story? I would focus on a completely different area of the world, honestly. I would I would also focus on a different aspect of it because we've seen the family dynamic in this. So going forward, it's it's not, it, you know, like you said, it'll be like, how do I take care of the family without the extra person? Um, and I promise you they're going to introduce, like, a stranger that, like, is friendly and then is a red herring and whatever. That, I mean, that's just kind of how you do that. Um, I'll see if I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. But what I would have done, Quiet Place 2, the shushening, <laughs> is I would have focused on, like, like a developing country or, or something that was um, on the fringe that had to operate on a larger scale, like a, uh, like either like a small militia or something that was protecting like a village or something small. Okay. Uh, so that they had to operate in concert so that it was more of a, a perspective of war. And what that is in those types of areas so that your commentary can be extrapolated and you can be like, oh, these, you know, these monsters, this, these silent monsters that prey on sound are a representative for all the forces that these places have no control over. And how do you take that back? So that's the story I would have like start. That's the concept I would have started with and drilled down to see like how I could do that. I mean, my mind goes directly to like Africa and these small villages that are on the that have cell phones and some modern technology, but in so many ways lack plumbing and like some very basic things. So what would happen? I think it, it would be interesting to see how like a warlord would protect that and like try and simultaneously profit off of the life but keep every keep everything safe i think that would be an interesting because he has to keep money in his pockets right right his and, like, and we don't know like we don't know if there is some type of economy happening especially since toward the end we see that they figured out how to kill these things so now we've got some room to play we don't have to do the like we're scared for our lives the whole time we get to do the yes this is a quiet life we can't make noise but like things are kind of return like and again the timing would have been great i mean i know you couldn't do this because of covid right like but like just think about think about just conceptually a movie that is about life trying to return to normal after a huge event that's a much more interesting story to me that is true <coughs> and i know that i keep jumping back and forth but oh, i just yeah. do you think that there will be a Backlash of sorts or any of the quote unquote Hollywood elite are going to come out and in a way protest the movie because it is being released only in theaters and it is. I don't know. I. I... The only thing you can predict for sure is that something will happen. Um, I hope it just drives people to the movie, though. Like, honestly, I, I want theaters to do well. I want. You know, the people who wrote the movie to get to write new movies. I want Krasinski to do well. I, you know, I, all I want is for everything to go well. Well, that's not going to happen. So no, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody will say something about, oh, it's too early and how dare you. And they'll try and cancel John and he'll be like, but I mean, he'll just have to make a video and say hi. Right. And then they'll say, oh, yeah, they'll never oh, mind that. I, I just, I've. Again, I'm doing that thing where I'm just thinking about random things that aren't really related to a thing, but 
I feel like there would be humor in that in any group of especially Hollywood celebrities sure. coming out and saying, you know, cancel John Krasinski. He's irresponsible. This is a bad idea because at that point it's their industry. Right. At, at that point it does hurt them if you they do think. that. Right. Or they would at least think, I mean, you're, you're, you're making it sound like they think these things through. Do you remember that thing that came out when, with all those celebrities singing Imagine? Yeah, like black and white. Do you remember yeah. how terrible it was? So bad. And just so like so tone deaf for <laughs> lack of a better way to put it. Pun not intended, but yeah. kind of intended. And you've got like uh the thing where they're like, I will not be, you know, I will not be racist. And you've got Jesse from Breaking Bad, like with this gravelly voice, like I've had enough. And you're just like, dude, take a drink of water. Like yeah. it's not that suit. You're not the person that we're waiting to hear from. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I feel like I'm coming back to the Enron thing now at this point. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Do they tell the nerd to get out of the room at get that out point? Of your nerd, nerd, nerd. The, the one that says, hey, what if we... Hey, should we wait to open theaters or like... Should uh, we think should this we, through? Should we think this through? Do they kick that person out of the room, basically? I mean, okay. Hmm. I mean, I guess we're at a point where it's kind of do or die, right? It's... I, I guess I, it's it, hard to know. Is um, it do or die, or is it just most people? Because I feel like up until two weeks ago, anything, yeah. anything COVID related or yeah. normal, new normal related was sure. very fifty fifty. Very, we're doing this, and if you're not, you're wrong. And on the other side of that, right. no, if you're doing that, you're no, wrong. If you're doing it, you're wrong. Yeah, and it does feel like the past, and maybe it is because we're in Texas. Maybe that's probably a big where part we're of it. moving. Toward the reopening direction, mm-hmm. just faster in a lot of ways. But it feels like over the past two weeks, it's shifted from do or die to most people just seem ready to try something mm-hmm. they're, more they're than they to... seem to be willing to push back against anything. Yeah. So I don't think it's do or die. I just think most people. Well, I mean, to, con- to, to be clear, I, I mean, I think it's do or die for the theater industry not even the movie industry but the theater and like showing movies in a giant room in front of people like that is in trouble it and is and I, it's do or die I, this is part of why i brought this up because i had this question mm-hmm. too i just i enjoy telling you yeah, about man. these things so the future of movie theaters mm-hmm. again quiet place only theaters i think i do think that they are trying to make a push for theaters Will still be I a do. thing. Will still be a thing. Is it gonna be the IPix and the draft houses and the movie house eateries that grow and sort of sustain this industry moving forward, or is it gonna be the classic two dollar tickets for a matinee with a ten dollar tub of popcorn place? Because I feel like it's not gonna be down the middle. It's not gonna. No, be, I think it'll go. I think it'll go both. To answer your question, I think the high-end eateries will do well, and I think the really, like... Just... Yeah, just sticky floor. And I don't know if drive-ins are uh, are back now. I know for a while there's a little resurgence, but I feel like that died down pretty quick. I Well, I know at least here in Austin there's a few more small type mm-hmm. of drive-in places. But those were always around. Those are always around. The big thing... That I see, at least with, you know, my friends or people my age is people buying projectors and things like yeah. that 
Because you can stream stuff at you home. you can stream at home, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I find myself wondering in the next five years. What's going to happen? If I even elect to go to a movie. Right. In a theater, am I going to be going to get dinner and a good, a good drink and a good right. meal while I'm doing that? I think that's the only way that you can keep these things open. I, I, I don't think that that, you know, that AMC experience is going to be a thing. Like. I think they're all going to skew high end. They're all going to skew low end. And then just that middle that I think that middle thing is going to disappear. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, but it might not. I, you know, but I feel like the chances are low because didn't we already get a closing? Like didn't uh, a chain of theaters close? I think was it regal. Did they close? Sounds right. Maybe I'll say fact check. Why not? Fact check. Hate mail at texas.com. That'll be our favorite inbox oh to look gosh, at. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so full. Okay. You guys don't know anything about anything. True. True. That's, 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 that's a fair we, point. This is not a podcast about knowing things. No, this is a podcast about <laughs> some Te- things, Texas, Texas. Kind of. And some things not. And some things not. All Which? that to say, we're going to go watch A Quiet Place 2 on Friday. That is the plan, and I am very excited, dude. I'm stoked. I'm so, I what, and I'm with you on any time a movie makes a second movie. Anytime there's a sequel, I'm skeptical. I don't even. I don't even bother to watch sometimes. For the most part, yeah. There mm-hmm. are. I mean, obviously there are exceptions. It's like right. Wayne's World Two is one of the best movies, fantastic ever. Movie. Bill and Ted Two. Bill and Ted Two, not three. Not three. Um, that was Oceans good. 11 through 13, pretty great. 12 was awful. A lot of people hate 12. I like 12. You're, you, of course you do. I, I enjoyed 12. I know that we're talking about A Quiet Place and movie theaters just and love, trying to be topical, cool, but I, can I just, you explain to me what you liked about Ocean's 12? I like Europe. That's I, it? I mean, that's honestly, answer? I, I like Europe a lot. Um, I like Catherine Zeta-Jones a lot. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, man. I understand that you get to have your opinion, but <laughs> do you understand that unanimously people that it's for- a bad movie? That people no, forget that. that Ocean's Twelve exists. When mm-hmm. people talk about the Ocean's franchise, right. they say, "Yeah, Ocean's Eleven and 13. Yeah, those are the only ones. Those are the only ones, right? Yeah, they definitely didn't come back and do like a reboot with less than thirteen or less than eleven. Yes, they did, didn't. They, they didn't, didn't do that, right? No, that no, was not they to my memory. Two thirteen. Okay, yeah. Okay. There's, de- there's definitely not an ocean. <laughs> like, I can't end this conversation and not address hear you, not I, address that. Not address that I enjoy a bad movie. A bad one, yes. Yeah, in yeah. that sense. In that sense, yeah. 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 Got it. Um Do you think anyone else dies in a quiet place too? I'm gonna hope so. I hope they all die. Oh. But just the whole family. Just from like an excitement standpoint. It would excite you to see it happen, or after the movie was over, you would walk out thinking... And be like, wow, I didn't think they would do that. Just the satisfaction yeah. of, oh, they well, did something. Here's the thing. You're not going to kill off the deaf girl. Because she's deaf. Because that's kind of the point. Deaf, not dead. Like, yeah, yeah. And so far, the series has done really well, so I promise you they've already got options on a third one. I don't, I that pro- makes I me promise, sad. I promise. I don't want a third one. I mean, if I be honest, I barely want the second one, but it's right. It's coming out. It's coming out. So I want to watch it. Of course, well, I, you know, horror movies always do this. There's almost always like conjuring one through 50 or whatever it is. is there uh, that sin- many sinister one through five or six. Yeah, I get like, that. I, I don't but know, paranormal activity. 53. 
I think what bothers me on this one, though, yeah. is with A Quiet Place, you walked in the theater and you walked out and you thought, I just had an experience with a movie that I've never had before. Mm-hmm. This, that's not going to happen this time. And that's not, well, it's not going to happen this time. And it's, no. it wouldn't happen a and third time. it definitely time. wouldn't happen a third time. Again, where's the guy in the room? This is, I'm seeing a pattern here. Right? The guy it's, in the room who the raises his hand. The guy in the room says, hey, you know that they're, they all see this coming now, right? <laughs> is that how it goes? I, it must be, right? But is that person there? That's just what I, I wonder. Know, man. I because I, I would want to. Don't know. I would want to be able to say right? yes. Hey the first time, no noise. <laughs> Everyone's heart was Everybody's, beating. Yeah, yeah. And there's this sacrificial, subtle family mm-hmm. story going on here. Awesome! It worked. You can't do that twice because they know it's happening this time. They're ready for it. So what is and the you guy? Can already kill the things. Yeah, we found that it's out. Like, it's too. like dark, quiet death. If you if you can kill the monster, there's no point. Oh man, I hope they don't make a third one. <laughs> this is the stuff that makes me sad. I know, right? Just just like guys, don't ruin. But it. I, you know, at the same time, I want I want people to have a job to go to work to the next day, and that's hundreds and you know even thousands of workers who are being able to put food on the table for their families. So if it's... They're in L.A. They don't have families. Anyway. Are you kidding me? They don't film this stuff in L.A. But, again, guy at the table, does he maybe say, let's use all the money to make a completely different movie? I mean, I'm sure it's tied up in, like, studio stuff. I mean, he gets his money for sure, but... The guy that says... Oh, that guy? Or are you talking about John Krasinski? Oh, John Krasinski. Because <laughs> like, I was going to say, I don't yeah, think, yeah, sorry, from what sorry. I can tell from what we're talking about, that guy makes no money right, ever. Right, that guy just gets fired all the time. All the time. All it's the, the same time. guy. Until he eventually, just, he's just like a jander at, at <laughs> Universal Studios. And then he probably says, hey, what if we... Hey, yeah, what if we... What if we used the knockoff plan saw instead of the other to cut costs? And they say, nerd, get out of here. Get out of here. You're, you're, you're not paid to think. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to watch Quiet Place 2. I also am excited. Friday. As much as I'm being critical, I also am very excited. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Because we, we've got plenty to talk about. We've got all the stuff that we got wrong. and uh, <laughs> No, it's all the things we don't know yet. <laughs> all the, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> it's all the stuff we don't know yet. And uh, we'll, we will also be talking about Meemaw's 80th. We have to talk about that? I mean, yeah, man, it's that's a big deal. Family members turn an eighty. Oh, we should ask her about Marlene. Yes, she would know. She would. She I would totally know. Okay, we're gonna talk to her about Marlene. Talk to her about Marlene. Now I'm excited to go to this there birthday party. Awesome. Now we have something to do. Uh, and you can Do watch me get, get my second round of vaccination. It'll be awesome. It'll be fantastic. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Texas. We love you all. All four of you. Bye, y'all. <laughs>